Shabbos afternoon, Gimel is starting four lines from the bottom of the base of the base by the Mishnah. A donkey, Yitzimadas, could go out with its saddle cloth. There was a blanket that was placed under its saddle, and that was done in order to keep the Hamar warm, like Rashi brings down, and the Gemara will mention as well, that Hamar, even during the summer months, is very cold, and therefore it's needed for warmth. Because Shurubai, of course, it has to be tied to it, so it doesn't fall off, because if it could fall off, then you may come to carry it on Shabbos. The Charim, Rams, Yaitz and Levuvin could go out Levuvin. All these things we'll explain in the Gemara tomorrow. Rechelos, Yaitz and Shkuzes, Rechelos, which are um, female rams use, they can go out which are all different types of ways to tie different things on the animal, which we'll see again in the Gemara. Ha'izim goats, yaitzis truris, could go out truris. Goats could go with their udders tied with a bag. Rashi brings two reasons why you tie udders. Truris, the day in truris, Rashi says, permanently avish, sometimes to dry it out. Shemahatka, and you tie it very tightly, kadeshali chalvu, it shouldn't bring out any more milk oid, this abru, and therefore could become pregnant. Aishi, Yishmenis lechel, or should become fat in order to eat and therefore to sell it and make more money. And sometimes you're doing it in order to catch the milk. And they used to tie a bag on its udders in order to catch the milk. Rabbi says all these cases, they would be asked to go out on Shabbos, except for the use with these blankets that were put on them in order to protect their tzemer and make sure that they stayed white and they were much more expensive that way. So that you'll have to go out with on Shabbos. That's considered a tachshit. He argues on a Tanakama who said you'll have to go out with goats that their udders are tied no matter what. He says only if they're tied to dry them out and therefore they should become pregnant, but not if you're tying them up in order to retain the milk, because in that case you don't tie it as tightly, and you may fall off, and if it falls off, even though of course it's attached to the rice, you let it go out with it, however, this Xerid Rabbanon, since it may fall off in the Shisraim, you may carry it, therefore from the Rabbanon we said, you're not allowed to go out if it's loosely tied onto the animal. The Gemara continues on the Gemara of Shmuel. Shmuel says, When we say you're to go out with this blanket on the goat, it's only if it was tied on the goat well on Erev Shabbos. Now it's tied out on the goat on Shabbos. I'll bring you a raya from our next Mishnah. The Tani we learned in the Mishnah, which we'll see on the Ndala and Beis, that a Chamar is not allowed to go out with his blanket when it's not tied to it. What are we referring to? If it's not tied on it at all, of course you're not allowed to go out with it on Shabbos, because maybe it'll fall, and you'll go and carry it in Rishis Ram for Amis. What it means is that it wasn't tied on it from Erev Shabbos, that you're not allowed to tie it on Shabbos. In our Mishnah, Shekrul Me'er Shabbos is talking that it was tied on from Erev Shabbos. Shema Minah, it's a good raya. Now, the reason why it has to be from Erev Shabbos, Zoktesis, Rashi, Pirish, Lekamon, the Bikshur Me'er Shabbos, having Malbush HaChamor. Once it's tied on Erev Shabbos, then he's showing that this Chamor needs it in some Malbush. Al Be'enik Shur Me'er Shabbos, have a master, it looks like a master. For Oyi Yechlo Parish, to Be'enik Shur Me'er Shabbos, Mechse Kemiskavla Yitzhah Samadas, it looks like maybe the reason why you're putting it on the animal is not for the animal's protection, for the warmth of the animal, but because maybe you want to take out my das outside into the Shisram, and therefore that would be also. It looks like you're actually going on a far trip with Behemoth, and therefore you now do it if you're putting it on, on Shabbos. However, you had to put it on, on Erev Shabbos. We learned in the Bryce, 
that a donkey could go out with this blanket if it tied to it Erev Shabbos, but you now go out with a saddle, even if it's tied to it on Erev Shabbos, that would be also because that would be a master, because the ukuf was done for a person to sit on it. And that is something that you now do on Shabbos, and therefore that would be also to take out in Rosh Hashanah, that would be Ritzah. You'll have to even go out and put on a donkey, a saddle on as long as it was placed on there on Erev Shabbos and was tied to it on Erev Shabbos. Now, the reason why you have tied on Erev Shabbos, again, is not because of a kshira of a Keshach Shayam, the way they did it was without a Keshach but the reason is because, like we said before, if you don't do it, then it looks like a problem, like we saw Taisus brought down three different reasons. But the way you tie it onto the animal can't be in a way that tied tightly around the chest of the animal or in the back by its near its tail. And Rashi points out that if you do it that way, then it looks like you want to carry a maso, you want to carry packages on Shabbos, and also, if you do it near the tail, then it's protecting that the ukuf and the packages that's on its neck won't fall down when it's going in on an incline or going up a hill. And that's why these things would be also to do it, because it would look like you're trying to carry a package on Shabbos. He'll place this blanket on the donkey on Shabbos. Now we know, so we said before, of course you have to be Shabbos. but here we're talking about even if it wants to stay in its own chatzor, and there's no problem of Hitzor, are you allowed to take a Madas and place it in Chama B'Shabbos? At the end, he says, the time is the Shabbos. That the way to put a madas on the chamar was a tircha, and there's a separate issa of tircha b'shabbos, whatever that is exactly. I and sham amalei muta. So he responded. Rabbi Chiyah Ba'ashi said that it's muta to do so. Amalei. Rabbi Asi Ba'nosa said back. What would be the difference between madas and a ukav? A saddle you're not allowed to put on in a shabbos. So therefore, a madas you shouldn't be able to put on in a shabbos either. And the Gemara says, Ishtik, Rabhir Ba'ashi was quiet. Now, Rav Asi, seeing that Rabhir was quiet, Esvi asked him a quiet question. He thought that if he was quiet, he felt that a ukuf would actually be mutter to place on the animal on Shabbos just like a madas. So he asked him a raya against that because ukuf shall gabit chamar. If you have a saddle that's on a chamar, you're not let to move it on Shabbos with the hands. If you want to take it off of the chamar on Shabbos, you take it into the chatz and you move it back and forth to the chatz. And eventually it will fall off of the Kamar, but now it will actually be metalkalit on Shabbos. The Gemara says, Hashalitul Amrit Loi. So the Raya would be if you're saying you're not allowed to move it on Shabbos, you think you're allowed to put it on, it wouldn't make sense that you can move it on. That's even a bigger Tircha. And that wouldn't be also, would be also, like Taisa said, because of Tircha of Shabbos. So Rabbi Asi Ba'nasin is asking Rabbi Chiyah Ba'ashi, how can you say the Madas is mutter if we see clearly that an ukiv is also to put on the animal on Shabbos? Also, a Madas should be similar, that you know, I put it to similar tercha. Leave him alone. You can't ask Rabbi Chiyah Ba'ashi anything because he holds like his Rebbe. And his Rebbe was Rav, and Rav could argue on the prior Bryce because Rav Tanu Paul, I'm Rabbi Chiyah Ba'ashi, I'm a Rav. Rabbi Ba'ashi said in the name of Rav, Toilin Traskal Behemoth B'Shabbos, you let him hang a feed bag for Behemoth close to his mouth on Shabbos, that he doesn't have to bend down all the way to get his food. They used to hang it and make it easier for the behemoth to eat out of a feed bag. The madas. And therefore, there's a kavachayma that you're allowed to put this blanket on the chamar on Shabbos as well. Because my husband, Shemtainik Shari, just like over there, the tirch was mutter to hang this trask on the behemoth on Shabbos because it's to make it easier for the behemoth. So hachim shemtzal koshkin here, where it's going to be cold, and therefore you're trying to warm the animal up, which is a tzar for the animal. Like koshkin, of course, would it matter? It's 
if we see Rav holds that Madas is Muto, exactly like Rav uh, Chiyabayashi said, and similarly, the same thing would apply that a Ukuf would also be Muto. Shmuel Amar, Madas Muto, Trasko also. However, Shmuel argues on Rav and says, Madas, you're right, is Muto, which he's in agreement with Rav, but Trasko, he says, would be also to hang. Now, it seems that Shmuel, again, this is going to be important for later, that Shmuel says, Tainig is not going to be Muto, Tainig is also. However, Mishum Tsar, Madas would be Muto. Also, Rabchir by Yosef, Amr Lushmaitzer Rav, Kamei Shmuel. So Rabchir by Yosef went and said this member of Rav in front of Shmuel, Amlei, Hachim Abba, if Abba, which Rav's name was actually Abba, but Rashi over here also says that his his name was Abel Chaver, my friend. Kamoi Averch Abel Malka. But in any case, he called him Abel. He doesn't know anything about Hilchah Shabbos if he's allowing you to go and put a traskal around the behemoth's neck. When Rabzir went from Babel to Eretz Israel, he found Rabbi Yom Bayafes. He also called him Rabbi Yechon. That he was sitting and saying a member from Rabbi Yechon who was in Eretz Israel. He allowed to place a blanket on the chamor on Shabbos. To warm it up, of course, and not in the case to go out. That it's correct. And so did Ariach say in Bavel. Now, Ariach, Rashi says, refers to Shmuel, Al Shem, Shahiyabaki Bedin, and Mishayfate, and he was a judge, Kamel Hashayfate Al Arts, Lashem Recha Melech. The Gemara continues, so Ariach Manu, who is Ariach? He's referring to Shmuel. But Rav Nami Amra, Rav also agrees that a Madas is mutter to put on a behema on Shabbos. They only had a Machlaikis, Benegeta Trask, Benegeta Kwais of Oinig, El Shamid, Havim Messiah, because he heard that he was completing his sentence about Rabbi Yechon. That the Ain Tail and Trask of Shabbos, Rabbi Yechon was saying that you're not allowed to hang a Trask on the Shabbos. So said Ariach Babal that Trask is also, even though that you're allowed to put the blanket on the Chamor. But for tiny ba'alma, you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. The Gemara now will go back to answer the question of Ashi ben Nasan here from Rabbi Chiyah Ba'ashi that he asked, why should it be different between the madas, the blanket, and ukuf, and the saddle? Because we saw by ukuf that it's definitely also to be metalflet biyadai on Shabbos, and you have to shake it off of the behemoth instead of taking it off. So it seemed that it would be also to actually put it back on, and therefore the same didn't should be by madas. But we proved that a madas, Rav and Shmuel, Rabbi Yechon, all agree that it's mutter to do. So what's the difference between a madas and an ukuf? The Gemara says the Kuliyamimis. Everyone agrees, Rav, Shmuel, and Rabbi Yechon, and madas is mutter. It's mutter to place a madas on an animal on, on Shabbos. So Maishlum ukuf. Why is it different than Ukuf that we had a Bryce that said, you're not allowed to take it off of the animal on Shabbos, and L'Chari should be also the same, then should apply, that it's even harder to put it on on Shabbos, and therefore it should be also on that also. So Shani Hosted, Eshun, Nafim, Melo. The Gemara responds that no, by Ukuf, when the Bryce said, you're not allowed to take it off, it was only specifically taking it off the Behemoth, because there, since it's possible to do it that way, that you shift around the animal until it falls off by itself, therefore we said it's better to do it that way. However, the Gemara is definitely explaining that L'Fi, Rav, and Shmuel, Rabbi Echlon, it would be much to actually put a saddle on a behemoth on Shabbos, l'chatchila, because even though it's hard to do it, however, it was for the warmth of the behemoth, and therefore you're allowed to do it the same way as you're allowed to put a madas, because there's no other way to get it on. It depends between putting it on and taking it off, but for different reasons. If it's l'chama to warm it up, so therefore it's bitsar, so we allow you to put on a ukuf, we allow you to put on a madas to warm it up, but in order to cool it down, to take it off, you're only cooling it. Now really, an animal, a chamar, doesn't need to be cooled down. After it did work on Friday, you might want to cool it down on Friday night, however, it really doesn't need that, Therefore, we ask you to do that, and you have to do it by shifting around. Why? L'cham is l'tzairah. To warm it up, it's cold, and therefore, it's tzairah. L'tzairah less l'tzairah. Like we said before, that a chamar, even during the summer months, it's still very cold and needs warmth of a madas, and even a 
um, Anukif. The Gemara now will have a long b'risa, which will be ultimately a question on Shmuel that said that a traskal is also. A horse can't go out with a foxtail that was put on in order to ward away an eye in her, and not with a red cloth between its eyes to make it look pretty on Shabbos. Can't go out with its cloth or its beggar to catch the emission that it has on Shabbos, and goats can't go out with this cloth around their udders on Shabbos because it might fall off on Shabbos, you'll come to carry it. A cow can't go out with its muzzle, and a cow can't go out with this feed bag around a mouth, and an animal can't go out with these shoes which weren't affixed to permanently on its feet. It wasn't like horseshoes, it was something that wasn't affixed to its feet. And not with an amulet, even if it was a tested amulet. Raja Sharipa Kfav Gimel Pum, that this type of amulet already helped for this type of refua for three times. Some say it means that the person who wrote it wrote it and was successful three times, therefore he had some sort of chazaka. You still now go out with it on Shabbos. And this is a chumra of an animal over an adam. We'll have to see what that means in the Gemara. You'll have to go with a bandage that's on a mako, or with a splint that's on a broken limb. Or a placenta that's hanging out of the animal, you'll have to go out. You could stuff up the um, a bell that was on its neck, and it could go with it in a chutz, there's no problem of using that. But however, we learned, you're not allowed to go out with this feed bag into Shabbat, you're not allowed to do it, it's a problem, it's all. But in its chutz itself, you're allowed to do it, it must be by a, a larger animal, and the reason is because of tiny, and Shmuel said before that your traskles also, and here we said that traskles mutter, at least in the chutz, just it's a problem. But in its own cuts, it's allowed to go out, and there's no problem of this issue of Techa the Shabbos. The Gemara says, Loy, we're talking big time, it's talking about small animals, or Mishum Tsar, a small animal, in order for it to reach down, it's hard for it to reach down to the ground, and therefore it's actually Tsar. And even Shmuel, like we said before, agrees by my das, it's mutter because it's Tsar. Therefore, by this trask, by a small animal, that would also be mutter. De Kanami, I'll bring you right, if that's what we're referring to, Diktani, because we learned in the Gemara base, Dumir the Kamea, similar to the case of Kamea, just like by Kamea is because of because of sickness, because of tsar. Therefore, the case of the feed bag is also a case of tsar. It's a good raya. We learned. We said a kameya, you're not go out with an amulet, even if it was done through a mumcha or the kameya was already tested. But in that time, we learned in Mishnah, but a person, you're not allowed to go out with a kameya from someone that's not a mumcha. Ha mumcha by a person, if it would be a kameya written by a mumcha or that was tested already, it would be mutter. So, what would be the difference by a behemoth? You're not allowed to go out. Our Gemara was also talking about it was written Dr. We just said in the Bible that even if he's a mumcha, the story was this kameya was done through a person who wrote for a person and was mumcha for a person, but he was still not a mumcha which means it has to be specifically they wrote it for behemoth and he was a mumcha behemoth. Then you're allowed to go out just like by Adam, you're allowed to go out if it's mumcha Adam. Also by behemoth, it has to be a mumcha But if it was done mumcha Adam, it's not going to be enough to prove that it was good enough for food for behemoth, and therefore he's not allowed to go out. The animals not go out with this type of kameya. Make a mumcha Adam, a mumcha behemoth. 
if it's a mumchla adam, of course it should be a mumchla behema. It would seem that it's easier to do a fu on a behema than an adam. Mar says, in, there is a difference. Adam, this is mazel It could be an adam that has mazel, therefore, such a mumchla may have helped it. But, and such a kameya may have helped it. But behemoth, less the mazel, let me say, but an animal which doesn't have any mazel, there's no, um, it won't help, and therefore you're not allowed to go out with this type of kameya. The Gemara, yes, he hachim, adam. The Bryce has said that there's a chumra of a behemoth adam. We just said that they're both exactly the same, that adam could go out only with a kameya that was a mumcha for an adam. Behemoth could go out with a kameya that's mumcha for behemoth. So there's no difference between them. It's not a chumra. Gemara says, misab kameya, even though it's going right after the Words of the Kamea, it's not going on Kamea, it's going back. It's going on din that we said, even though an animal can't go out with these shoes which were not affixed to the animal because maybe it'll fall off and you'll come to carry it. However, a person could go out with sandals on their feet. Tashma, we looked at the Brysa, which will be a raya against Rav and against Shmuel because both of them said that if it's Tsar, you're allowed to do something for Behemoth because it's Tsar and there's no Tircha problem. You're allowed to smear or scrape a scrap or scrab off of a person. But not for behema. My love, the ikamaka, mishum tsar. If it's because of maka and because it's tsar, then the chayyim. Why should you say you're not allowed to do it? According to Rav and Shmuel, the Gemara answers, "Loy, the gamer maka. Really, the maka was already finished. It's not there anymore. Mishum tainik was because of tainik ba'alma, and therefore you're not allowed to do it." However, the question is, that's very good according to Shmuel because Shmuel doesn't allow tainik. However, according to Rav, that allows tainik because he even let you put the feed bag over there. Then the chayyim should be muta. Rashi says that, of course, we're going to have to say Rav Tanahu Upali. Tashmata Gemara will ask another question on Rav Shmuel. Behemoth shachs a dam. A behemoth has too much dam, and if we had to do a kozatam to let the blood, now put it into water in order to cool it off and make it feel better. So the here it's because it's tsar, and we still say it's asa to do. However, Adam, you allowed to do it. So the Gemara's question is on Rav Shmuel. The Gemara answers, Here there's a problem of crushing Salmonim. It's exerted that maybe if you do this for a food, that will come to an Isidoraisa of Shrik Samanum, which is Toichin. So the Gemara is, Ihachi Adam Nami. By a, a man, by a person, also there should be the problem of shchik samanim. The Gemara answers: Adam near kameka. By a person, doesn't look like you're doing a fruit. You're just looking like he's cooling off in the water. Yehaki b'ahim and nami near kameka. It looks like by behem also you're putting in order to cool off. The Gemara says: Ain't make a You don't generally do that for behem, and therefore there's a difference between an animal and a person. In fact, Gemara behem migazrina. Do we make a gzera on an animal of shchik samanim where there's a Potential for a, a huge loss that the animal could be sick and potentially could die and it'll be a huge loss. But Tanya, if there's an animal that's outside the Tchum, don't say maybe I'll go bring it in from the Tchum. So Rabbi Kvega actually asked, maybe because that by Shrik Samanim it's a Dereisa, maybe we're going to utter Tchum. However, over here, Tchum is only Rabbana, maybe we'll make such a Gzera. However, the Gemara answers, the case that we're referring to, the person was not out of the tchum. Like Rashi says, the chutz tchum, the tani chutz tchum shalai is only out of the animal's tchum. Shalai behem v'amisur l'raya ha'miyuchad harei kurag l'raya. The behemoth's tchum is based on where the shepherd was on erev Shabbos. The person who's calling it is its owner. V'yachalayl, he could actually go there. Going through Shabbos carvlei simakom. Still, he can't take it with his own hands. Biyadayim hal v'yaitz chutz tchum. Since the animal is outside its own tchum, ain lo el adalamis umi. You can't do it. Be a dying mamish. The din of shchik samanim by an animal, if there is such a xera at all, 
and even though Ula said that there is a gzair because of Shkikas Kamarim, that is actually a machlegs tanaim. The tanaim will learn to rise. Behemish shachal kashinim. If an animal ate too much vetch, actually some agaris harbe leir tzinim bechatzer. Don't make it run around in the courtyard in order to loosen its bowels so it could go to the bathroom and therefore feel better. Bishvul tzrapi so it should loosen it up. That you're not allowed to do because of a problem of Shkikas Kamarim because it's rufua. Rabbi Eishim Matter, however, Rabbi Eishim says it's muta. There's no problem of Shkikas Kamarim benegei behemish because people aren't as concerned about the behemish. Therefore, they won't come up to crush up any medicine on Shabbos. There won't be a problem of teichin. Which would be against what Ula said before. We learned. A zav can't go out with its pouch. And a goat can't go out with a pouch on its udders. We have a price that says a goat can go out with a kiss. Depends how tight it is. If it's very tight, there's no problem. It may fall off and therefore you won't carry it. However, if it's not attached very tightly, therefore it may fall off on Shabbos in Rosh Hashanah. You may carry it in Rosh Hashanah and therefore it would be also. And that's why it says, Why do you have to say there's a difference between Mahadik or Loi Mahadik? There's actually Tanoim. So why are you throwing out all the Tanoim for the world? Go and find Tanoim. Tanoim, it's Machlech. We learned in the Mishnah, our Mishnah said, Ezim could go out when they're tied, which means that the others are tied. The Tanakhama holds no matter what, for Cholov or to dry them out, and therefore they should be able to become Uberis, you're allowed to do that. Rabbi Yehissi says, never allowed to do it, except for the ewes that could go out with these blankets in order to keep their semer or their hair very white. Rabbi Yehuda says, Ezim could go out only for, to dry them, but not for to protect the Cholov and to catch the Cholov. So therefore, Rabbi Yasef is basically saying that it's Machlech Tanoim, the Tanakhama Rameyah says that you're allowed to go at Shrui. Rabbi Yasef says it's also, and that would be the difference between the two Bryces. Or you could say, you could say it's all Rabbi Yudah. Like Rashi says, you tie down tightly. That's not a masle. It's needed for its guf, because the Cholov will now become weaker, and therefore it's helping the Behemoth now be able to become pregnant. But if it's for milk, it's a masle, because you want the Cholov to come out into this kiss and carry it in this pouch. So therefore, you can say that the difference between the prices are according to Rabbi Huda Gufa. Tanya will learn to the price. Rabbi Huda said, when Maisa went to go to Avantokyo, showed the day in Gassin that their udders were very thick, were long, and they made for them a pouch that their udders shouldn't get caught and scratched by the thorns, so that was mutter to do even on Shabbos. There was a Misa, a story, with a person that his wife died, and she left over a child that needed to nurse. And he didn't have enough money to go hire a wet nurse. And this happened, and he grew breasts, like a woman, and he was able to nurse his own child. How great this person was, that such a great needs happened. Abaya says, terrible. How bad is this person? that the celebrations had to happen. Hakadosh Baruch Hu made other nisim to happen to make him have mezayinus, but he made this nis, which was not. It was a little bit of a mezayin and gerua for this person in order to help the child. Let's see how difficult it is to provide a person's food and sustenance because you see, Hakadosh Baruch Hu had to change the entire celebrations for this person. Many miracles happen to save people's lives and food is not. 
Akrinu just said, people don't walk outside the house and all of a sudden there's food by their doorstep. Tanabonim, we learned, Maishabad Rechel was a story, Shenasa Ishigdam, is that he married a woman whose hand was amputated. He never realized that she was an amputee until the date of her death. Let's see how much of a stua, how modest this woman was. The husband never realized. Rabbi said back to Rab, that's normal for the woman because she doesn't want to, her husband to see her like this. And therefore, of course, she protected her tzniyas. It wasn't a mile on tzniyas. You see how modest the man was, because he never realized until he, the day of her death. And we'll stop over here and continue this tomorrow.